You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Hey, Drag City. Justin Davis. Scoop. And CJ Gibson. What's happening? Returns to the show. CJ, how the hell are you? Not too bad. Always happy to accept the Gamescoop invite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know you're down in LA for some of the events that are happening around here this week. I wish we could have gotten you in the studio with me, but just sort of the way things shook out, we're recording remotely today. Uh, Yeah, that's okay. I was going to say, I have to come visit. Uh, I know everybody's going to be around next week, so absolutely going to be around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Catch us up, CJ. Have Have you been playing Zelda? Uh, yes, uh, it's wild. <laughs> and I've also been watching my kids play Zelda and it's been consuming my Twitter timeline. I swear, now that you've clicked one thing, and I know the algorithm <laughs> very well, having worked there uh, a little bit, it's populating my timeline in real time. So now it's like I wake <laughs> up and there's some new cool Zelda thing. There's something that I was like, I never thought of that. Then there's obviously something appropri- inappropriate. <laughs> but it's been wild how it's taken over. Uh, just life and, and everything else that I'm involved in. It's actually really cool, though. It's awesome to see. I, I would not have expected that. Like, for whatever reason, you're like, you know, pretty hyped and excited. But the way that it's taken over and just the cool, unique moments that I'm seeing, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of it. But, of course, now there are also these other big games that are finally coming out. Uh, Diablo yes. 4. We actually reviewed both Diablo 4 and uh, Street Fighter 6. I believe they both got a 9 from IGM. Yes. Uh, CJ, Street Fighter Six is the one you think you'll be logging more hours into? Absolutely. Uh, I love Mitch's review. He did a fantastic job. I was uh, up at midnight when it launched, uh, wanting to yeah take it in. So you've already jumped in. Uh, well, yeah. So it's like the the demo's been out, and there's been a lot of different beta um, right. you know opportunities over the last little bit. So the game itself is just really really tight. I think there's like this. Uh, there's this drive system that has replaced the V system. So there's going to be a number of different sort of skill factors that come into play. And I think a lot of times with those um, combat meta games, it takes a little while for some of the, not cheeses, but hmm. things to sort of uh, materialize and people to either decide if they like it or decide if it's like, ah, no, I, I don't, you know, this is not for me, but art style, um, the character, the customization, if you look at all the different things that people are really jumping into and excited about in like 2023, like Street Fighter Six hits a lot of those notes. And I think the game's going to be a pretty awesome addition to the series. You know, if you look back over the last like X name of years, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be around for a bit and everybody seems to be pretty excited about it. So I'm super excited, but I'm also going to get destroyed by my children. So I don't think he's initially a part of the roster right now, but ultimately... 
Well, it's like, so that, that was initially some of the criticism with Street Fighter V, right? Is some of the DLC characters take a while to get into the game. This is one of the largest rosters initially launched in the game. So people are really excited. But that's an expectation thing now. Like people know that over time, mm. they're going to release new characters. They're going to release new skins, new maps, new They worlds. can at least so, do like the original, you know, World Warrior characters. Well, but then that you get the hyped and anticipated, included. right? For all the, uh, you know, for all, that's the reason for you to come back. Like each, Is, uh, is Blanc a DLC? I think no, Blanca is in at this time, but okay. DLC Blanca was DLC. I think yeah, back in Street Fighter Five. Oh no, and uh, you know OG spot in my heart for uh, you know original Street Fighter Two Blanca, which was uh, him and Ryu, one of my one of my faves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd like to check out the single player stuff at some point. Although I think in Mitchell's review, he said that was actually maybe one of the weaker aspects of the game. Yeah, uh, it really depends. I yeah, go ahead, Justin. Oh, I just, I didn't read the review that way. I thought he made the single player sound, you know, kind of crazy and so much more elaborate and, you know, kind of extensive than, than what anybody was expecting. It's interesting. I think, yeah, I think because of it's, it has two different facets to it. If you're comparing it to other, what I would say, um, campaign style games, it might feel light, but it's way more than what street fighter has ever had. So it really depends on, I think your expectations going into it. But um, but what you what is there, I think, is they've accepted the fact that like the character moves are surreal and insane. You're doing like a spinning bird kick, like a cross and traversal of a mat. But that's what's awesome about it. Like once you suspend disbelief that it's just a swacky game with a bunch of cool characters, I think you can just like accept it for what it is. Uh, just in the he says in the review, it's so good that even the poor story and extremely slow progression of the single player world tour amounts to only a jab's worth of damage on its metaphorical health bar. That's yeah, all. sure. Yeah, it, it, it's a single player game that appeals to me, who's a fighting game sort of noob or casual. I, you know, I don't know. Like, I like them. Like, I loved Street Fighter Two and the Mortal Kombat games as a kid. But yeah. as they sort of got more and more hardcore and competitive, and the entire scene sort of orbits around that fighting game culture then the fighting games kind of started to appeal to me less and so something like this of like you know you make your own fighter and you make them ridiculous and my understanding i haven't played it yet cj maybe like you can fill me out. like i think you you can cobble together moves from different fighters right like i want this yes. character's fireball and this character is mm-hmm. special and like you know I, I don't care that the story is garbage like i just i think it sounds like a fun time <laughs> i also yeah care. Yeah, and and I would I would say garbage, but it's just like if you're jumping into it expecting some sort of deep experience, like it it doesn't seem like it's that. But you're right, you can get a chance to jump in. And I think what's really cool is a lot of these games that offer like MTX or I can't believe we're in 2023 and like that like that is content, right? Like skins and maps and worlds that is considered Mm -hmm. content now. Like before, it's like those are just some you just play the game and unlock them. Like now that is. That, well, that might be the case, but also like they pay money. Um, so, so now I think with that in the mix, I think they have like an unlimited opportunity to just do that in the most crazy ways. Which you know, has, there's never been a way for you to showcase like your avatar self or your character in the game like there there has mm-hmm. been right now in Street Fighter Six. Well, if you want a good Street Fighter story, just watch the Van Damme movie first of all, right? <laughs> and um, right. Uh, the the it's amazing that those two games got nine. Zelda just got a ten. Uh, I I think like everything that I've seen from Final Fantasy looks pretty great. That's coming out soon. This is like clearly the best summer release schedule of all time. It's unbelievable. Probably unbelievable. Yeah, like yeah, nobody releases nice. games in the summer to begin with. Like Sony does one every summer, you know. And then we wait. Yeah. Sometimes Nintendo does like an August one or a July one. Then we wait a little bit longer, and then all the games come out. I don't even know about games coming out in November this year. It's so weird. Yeah, because June and July, this is pretty wild. There's so many that the backlog is, I mean, it seems to be ever compiling, but this month, <laughs> the last couple months. Yeah, and July yeah. has a few games, and then August has a ton. Yeah. Well, August, August has Pikmin 4. No, that's July. August is um, Lies of P and, um, I don't know, a million games. They just announced what one of the games that... Uh, was uh, just got a release date at the Sony thing is coming out then. Uh, we'll have to do a quarterly check-in on game releases. Uh, well, we'll get a lot of uh, release dates over the next week. I hope so, so right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is there an Assassin's Creed release date yet? Hey, right. Did you get that one? Did we talked about that last week? Yeah, that's in I October. Think, yeah, they said yeah. October, right? Yeah, and you're right. Uh, Pikmin 4 is July 21st. 
Yeah, but there's but there's a bunch of August games though too. Um, and well, there's also- Armored Core they announced for August, which is crazy. Like this giant, right, right, right. You know, huge game, Baldur's Gate three, and then Metal Gear Solid Collection one. Like, come on, that's that's already pretty great for August. Oh, I guess I, I missed that um, date coming. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like I said, I've been on vacation all week. Well, I actually didn't say that. Uh, I have been on vacation all day, all week. <laughs> Uh, but I did play some Diablo 4 last night, and so I played a few hours last night. I think I made it to level 7 or 8. And my experience with Diablo is I played a lot of Diablo 3 on PS4 and Nintendo Switch, but I hadn't played either 1 or 2. And I didn't play any of the beta for Diablo 4, so I was going into it completely fresh. And I had a lot of fun uh, with, with, my, with my time in the game last night. I'll definitely be playing more. I'll just... I'll just my plan is just to be bouncing back and forth between that and Tears of the Kingdom. Probably 60% Tears of the Kingdom, 40% Diablo 4. <laughs> what class did you choose? I went Sorcerer, good. Sorceress is uh, the class I'm playing as. Mm-hmm. So magic user, uh, and I've been pumping my ability points into my uh, shock, my abilities, my lightning spells. And I was remind, the, I think the first thing I was reminded of is just that Blizzard is just like at the top of the, like they just do CGI cut scenes so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It starts out with a very lengthy CGI cutscene, and it's really, really well done. But it's very long. And my wife <laughs> left the room when I started playing, and she came back, you know, a long time later. Was just like, "What are you just watching a movie?" <laughs> <laughs> what's the actually, What's the like the kind of lore behind Diablo? Like, what is it about? That's what it, like it makes no sense. It's yeah. it's incomprehensible. I can't. So it looks that good, has played, I, just, it's it's BS. I mean, played what I'm getting all of is, them. And like I, I'm, I'm sure that like you know, there's a wiki. Like maybe I'm making a fool of myself, and the lore is very well spelled out. But as someone that's played all these games and then put them down and come back, I'm like, I don't have a clue what's going on. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like Lilith is back is the plot of Diablo Four, and I'm like, what happened to her and why? Yeah. And it's like, okay, and, whatever. And it Lilith doesn't matter. Is the devil? I think, right? That's, well, that's my understanding. N- uh, it's a whole thing. Like <laughs> you can't, you can't. It's it's all an excuse to just kill literally ten thousand devil dogs. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, the Lily, whatever she's the devil, or she's just a very high ranking demon. She's back, and she's the the land. It's just like <clears throat> Lord of the Rings. There's an evil darkness spreading across the land, and now you have to kill all the monster bad guys. <laughs> and it's you know it's it, isometric. It's uh, Dungeon diving, just go into the dungeon, kill everything, get your loot, go back to town, uh, mm-hmm. put on your new your new gear, and then go out and do it again. But is it killing that, like really clicky? It's just like you know, cast your spell over and over again type game. Well, yeah, when I'm when you're doing a magic user like myself, you, you, your abilities will have a, a quick cooldown, you know, so you cool can't down, just yeah. spam them nonstop. But I'm just playing on the normal difficulty, and which it is a little bit on the easy side. That was just, that was my experience with Diablo three. You can turn on hardcore, and you, which is permadeath for your character. So if you die, you have to start Whoa. all over again. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a bunch of the game has. I was excited to see in our review. Like my experience with Diablo three was, um, you know, I loved it. Like I agreed with you know all the incredible high scores and the praise. But um, I didn't get into the end game. I didn't like how it's constructed or like this whole Paragon system. Like it just didn't. Like I beat it and I moved on. Whereas it feels like Diablo four is a lot more thoughtful about like extending out that grind in a way that's satisfying and not grindy and all these new world tiers unlock of like, like the hard mode and ultra hard mode and like nightmare mode aren't just a harder version of the same game, but unlock different activities and things in the world and new sort of uh, affixes that you can get on your gear and stuff like that. So that appeals to me. So I was excited to read that in IGN's review. Mm -hmm. I've yep. never, I only played, I've only played Diablo on PC games, but, uh, or on PC, but I don't have a PC that could run Diablo 4 very well anymore. Uh, um, so I'm, you know, I'll be trying this on controller on, you know, I'll pick a console. Um, the game, the game is, it's funny that it's, it's out. It, it, I mean, it's out. Like you can buy it and play it now. You can hear Dan Stapleton rant about this, I'm sure, but it's not like it's actual <laughs> release date is next week, but it's only out uh, for the people that bought the fancy edition this week. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm playing on PS5. I had no issues uh, getting on getting into the game last night. I know some people were on PS5, but I, that wasn't my experience. It is a little annoying. You know, the game is you have to be like online. You have to log in. And then by by default, it's just showing you your, the activity of, of people on your friends list and like what they're doing. And it's like, no, 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 no. I got I got to go into the menus. I got to turn <laughs> off all that garbage. And the lower right hand corner of the screen is just showing you like, oh, game over Greggy leveled up. It's like, what? I don't need to know this information right now. <laughs> That's the FOMO. You gotta get gotta get good, Damon. You gotta keep going. Yeah. 
They, I'm intrigued by this game puts a lot more emphasis on PvP combat than previous Diablo games. Um, mm-hmm. And like, that's just because they're not, they're balanced around you being this all powerful being and just killing, like the enemies just sort of melt before you. Like you just yeah. melt them with your yeah. special abilities, right? And it's you against this wave, waves of hundreds and hundreds of enemies on screen at once. And like balancing those skills and those abilities in, in you know, in like an arena, like a PvP arena type style gameplay along with sort of the player versus environment gameplay is interesting to me. I like, I'm not a big PVP guy, but like I, you know, I'll dabble. Like I'm curious yeah. to see how that works out. What do you yeah. do? You just go up and click the button at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's cooldown management. It's probably, I haven't played the PVP in Diablo. I, know, I, just, I, I literally, Do you don't have armies or anything? I don't understand how it works. No. Yeah. It's, it's, it's face to face, head to head, you know, and you know, I would also imagine that there's probably crowd control involved. Like it reminds me kind of like the PVP in world of Warcraft is the same way of like, you can freeze someone in place for a couple seconds. Um, you know, stuff like that. It's just how you said it, Sam, like most games can be distilled to, are you just pressing buttons? But I mean, no, it's, uh, like, it's interesting. I'm just saying like these games are not, they have one plane. They're not like this, like, as you just said, enemies melt before you. It's not the same type of game as a fighting game. It's not the same type of game as like not, you know right. a game where you're, you're normally fighting somebody or, or strategically figuring out how to fight somebody. Like it's, yeah. I don't really understand how. Like the game is like a brawler. Like it doesn't really make I sense. Don't know why Conan was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we just talked Conan. Well, what the hell was it, that? It, it. <laughs> um. Okay, so it sounds like Justin plans to play Diablo 4 and Sam does not plan to play. No, I'll play Diablo it. It just sounds boring as hell. <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't think being an all-powerful demon destroyer No, I don't want to see. I mean, we, I just saw the map and like what was going on. Every time I watch this game, it's like the person turns right and then melts a bunch of enemies. Then the person turns left and melts. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why this is fun. But like I understand that there's like an addictive loot system. But like that's yeah. not fun for me. I don't want to play that. Um, I think there's a lot of variety like in the character. The, there's a lot of variety in the character builds. Um, you know, even within the same character class. Like I always in all these games always like to play the necromancer or whatever. Whatever mm-hmm. class lets you have like kind of like an army of sort of minions <laughs> that that roll sure. with you, and like you get a bunch of skeletons, and you know then they just wreck stuff. But like, but there's no there's these archetypes of like you can be a glass cannon or like you're a really powerful mage but like you know one scratch kind of kills yeah. you so it's like you have to ride that wave or like you know a barbarian that's just like right up in enemies faces um so Are there, like, you know puzzles to solve or like triumphs no. to achieve i mean do you get no. set back at all like why, why would i just want to like be all powerful i just don't really understand that like i want to like feel powerful before a reason not just like i can run through a dungeon You'll want to get the new loot, and you want to you want you want to see the sights, see the new monsters, see the see the, bu- see the boss enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, experience. But it's not anything more like a villager. So I, I, my son went went into the nearby cave and didn't come back. Can you go search for them? Spoilers: They're probably either dead or turned into a monster. <laughs> cool. Yeah. No. There's no. There's no happy endings. There are big bosses. I just saw like a big dragon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's bosses for sure. I, it's a, it's a super addictive gameplay loop for me. Totally thing I want to do. Sam, yeah. just think of it as um, Smash TV. It's just a big, a more spread out Smash TV where you go to. Yeah, but works. you spend ten bucks on that, and then you're like, <laughs> I never need to play this game again. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. 
Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Okay. Do you have any updates from a game you do uh, enjoy, Sam? From uh, I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. I'm just I want to be upsold on it. And everybody's just like, I've played every Diablo. I can't wait. I'm like, well, that's not upselling me on Diablo. I've only played um, Diablo three. Yeah, and I, and uh, I, I still have fun with it. No, it looks good. Um, uh, yeah, I have no, I have no updates. I, I, I okay. I've just been playing the hell out of uh, Tears of the Kingdom, and the depths is getting harder and harder and more interesting. And I just went into an area I wasn't supposed to in the sky. And I didn't realize what was happening. And uh, I think I played a bunch of late game stuff out of order. And it was the coolest thing ever because it just let me do it. Cool. Yeah. I'm That's awesome. also still playing it a lot. Um, we, we won't dwell too much on, on this. I just I, want, I wanted some advice. First, rupees are so scarce in this mm-hmm. Zelda game. Is there anything that I should sell? Is there anything yeah. that's generally good to sell for rupees you, or should I not? You should be that? selling, you should be selling your gems, but not all of them. Like keep, mm-hmm. keep a few rubies and sapphires and stuff and the rest of them you should sell. Okay. Here's same what you do. Same, same you warp to Debantha Stable, you get on a horse, and you ride north and south, and you kill, you jump off the horse, and you mm-hmm. float in the air, and you shoot every moose in the head that you see. <laughs> and you run up as fast as you can to that moose, and you get its meat. It'll freeze. And once you get its meat, then you do that like for five minutes. Just five minutes. You maybe kill ten moose. Then you come back to a stable and cook the gourmet meat and the prime meat and two kebabs of five, five okay. kebabs, and you sell them each for like 300 rupees. Uh, okay. okay. It, okay. it is yeah. nothing to grind for <laughs> rupees in that game, and you okay. don't need to worry about them ever again. So yes, you can sell that stuff, and that's the only thing I would ever sell. I, I agree with Justin, is like, you know, get down to like three or five, you know, stones at a time, but you don't even need to do that. Just go grind for meat. Got it's it. fun too. I, the, I, the moose I falls over and goes. This is a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> go grind for meat. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, so and, and 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 you only do that for five minutes, but I feel like that's the entire game of Diablo. So you also do you have you don't have any amiibo, do you, Damon? Well, it's funny. Oh, you should, exactly. It's yeah, funny yeah. you should ask that, Justin. No, Why I is don't. That funny? I don't own any amiibo, but. I have been utilizing all. I bought a little pack of Amiibo cards for twenty bucks off Amazon, <laughs> so I can use all of them. Amazing! I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, they just they yeah. just hijack the 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 each, near each, near field communicator thing. Yep, each one is a little ca- cardboard card that has the image of the Amiibo on it, and you can use them just like you had the Amiibo. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was I on Amazon. And they're on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pack of like twenty six of them. Yikes. I, um, I wake so up that, every morning and my kids basically, I look at them and I'm like, oh, here's the daily amiibo scan. And so they basically sit there <laughs> like every day for like five or 10 minutes. That's their morning. And I have like, we have a stacked bookshelf of probably about 30 or 40 of them. And I just like, it's like there's no conversation that needs to happen. I just walk out and I make eye contact with them. Like, mm-hmm. You yep. go, son. You go. I've been doing it in the office because Pear brought in all of his Zelda amiibo. I did this last time for Breath of the Wild. That's great. So I go to the office and I just sit there and do the scans. 
Yep. The amiibo yeah, will give you armor. They'll give you armor duplicates that you can also sell for. That's rupees. true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Still trying to get that eight bit link fabric for my paraglider. That's, oh that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that horrible monster, the Bubble Gym Monster Man's paraglider fabric. It looks it looks awful, but it makes <laughs> me laugh every time. Yeah, if you um, if you, the thing with the amiibo is that, uh, and I contributed to this guide, so know about this extensively, but um, that you can um. Uh, you can scan your unique amiibo once a day. You can change your clock and, and just skip ahead and uh-huh. do it again. But there's a random chance that you get the special thing from the drop. So yeah. otherwise, you just get meat and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or, or, or vegetables or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes, we, I, sometimes they, drop, they drop a bomb barrel. I saw somebody yeah. scan in tune like a bomb barrel drop and just exploded everything and killed him. <laughs> so great. <laughs> Um, you know, I think that Zelda is such a special game and it's such a special feeling to realize you're playing what you're going to remember for decades. It's one of like your new favorite games of all time. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm obsessed. Ab- absolutely. And, that That's go ahead. Sorry. Well, and I just like my thing is I've talked on scoop before about how, uh, like, I think that there's a lot of great video games, great video games, but they're, they're 15 hours worth of games stretched into like 50 hours. Like that's mm-hmm. how I felt about God of War. But like, that's how I feel about most video games. Actually, yeah, Horizon felt like that recently. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're incredible. And so I don't necessarily mean this as a negative. Like I recognize that games have to be $70 now and they have to provide value for the consumer. But for me, it feels like, you know, it feels like a 10 hour idea that they have to do in triplicate. But with Zelda, I feel the exact opposite of like my time with it is probably winding down ish. Like, I, like the end is in sight mm-hmm. and I'm at, I don't know, 50 hours now. And like, I see stuff online every day that I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. And like, and not even like, like I'm not like, yes, the crazy contraptions, like all that stuff. But I just mean like normal, like normal gameplay stuff, like the way, like even on this show and online, the discourse is all about how open it is and free, or you can go North, South, East, West, but even like moment to moment of like, there's a group of bacoblins and you have like 20 viable options for like what to do with them, even as part of like normal yeah. gameplay. And like, it's incredible. Like that game, that game is a, is a 50 or hundred hour game that has 300 hours worth of game in it. Like it's, yeah. it's unlike anything else I've ever played. Like, so I just, I don't know. I'm getting, I think I talked about this on scoop last <clears> week. Like I'm getting, I'm getting pre sad about like my first playthrough of that game. Like it is, mm. you know, is, is in sight and yeah. you know, and it, it's just, it's amazing. It's incredible. What the right. heck is the next Zelda going to be? Like, what what Dude. the heck is it going to be? I know. Right. What, well, you're talking about the actual game? Like, we, I was yeah. I, I was looking back. Well, I think it was where like are 2010. They going? Right. But, I mean, so do you remember the, the Zelda HD experience that was on the Wii U pad? I uh, love I that. I got to play that at that E3, yeah. So did, so did I. There's footage, actually, yeah. I think. I'm filming Pear or something like that holding the controller. And so mm-hmm. it, it looked amazing. It was like a dungeon inside... Uh, and it was all like like sort of hyper realistic lighting and everything else like that. And obviously, when the art style for Breath of the Wild came out, it's not that I was disappointed, but once you get what that visual art style is in your mind because it looked so surreal, like mm-hmm. so thinking back to that, I hope they sort of move in the direction of that eventually. Gameplay aside, like whether or not it's open world or sort of more linear, I think you could go either way. Well, Numa um, did but- say like this is what this is what Zelda is now. Yep, this, would be yep. going which forward. Make, I was, which makes yeah. sense, but like, like I still can't picture like what else are they going to do? You know? Yeah, I but, always but people I mean, thought that about this game, right? And and like, yeah. and like Justin said, like I, I'm hearing that conversation with my kids. Like I, I had a I had a, a moment with my middle child where he got stressed over mm-hmm. us advancing ahead of him because he wanted to have a dialogue of the experiences. Like yeah, every morning yeah. was like this breakfast time of like, what did you do in Zelda today? And then when he couldn't play and somebody else got further ahead, he's like, I just want to enjoy the game with everybody. <laughs> so I can take part in the moments. Like it was the most realist experience. And so everything that Justin said, it's like, it's a once in a lifetime generational yeah. game. And it, and it doesn't matter what age you are. And like, where else do you get that besides Nintendo and mostly in the Zelda franchise? Like it's, well, it's so phenomenal. CJ, does everyone in your household have a, their own copy, or can you have multiple saves, save files, like multiple games so, on one Switch? It, yeah, I'll, I'll tell this quick story. So, in when Breath of the Wild launched, I was at IGN, so everybody was getting it. It basically like took over the office for almost a year plus. I remember everybody sitting with their Switches and just like <laughs> looking around and playing the game constantly. Um, so I, I had like a hundred and something shrines in. I was like, oh, I'm going to do all the Divine Beasts and everything after. 
then my switch died mm. and there was no online and no cloud save any like mm. thing like that so it's like i was like i, sh- I just can't do it so i kind of know like the storyline but I, I didn't actually like you know beat the ending of the original breath of the wild but i've, I've seen it and everything so in this situation now I've, I've downloaded a copy of the game i bought my own switch like about the collection one so when i'm playing because i have the account i have a digital game but and i can log into each of the switches so we kind of do this like rotation of like i can access it on this device but you need to have the the cartridge here because you don't have like an online account like so i've ultimately purchased the game three times (laughs) so everybody (laughs) can play okay but, uh, but to answer your question, you, the Switch uses profiles now, so it's like the save slots uh, okay. aren't really a thing anymore. So you like switch your profile, and then you go to the game. It that's doesn't a, have the yes. same like fairy fountain song with like the three save slots. Or that's such a yeah, wanna, yeah, yeah. And, so and I wanted you to just... upload your save like on the cloud, right? So it's like you, if you do have like the Nintendo Online subscription account, you want to move between consoles. If you are connected, you do cloud save option, and then you can play it on the other device. Like you know, you just rotate. Yeah, that's good. So I, I wanted to I wanted to let my son play around with it, but I didn't want him to break all my weapons. So I'll just yeah, yeah. I, I mean, your best bet though, if you want to actually do that and not feel nervous about what he may do in the world, is yeah, just to create a separate profile, and then you, you could also like, manual save and just let him do whatever he wants, and then reload your manual save. Risky, that's, risky, risky, a risky. More. <laughs> I mean, unless you want to have him walk through a cave with Zelda for thirty minutes and be like. That's no, what, I would look, play what you need. That what, what you need to <laughs> yeah. understand is that kids just ruin kind of everything. Like they, <laughs> they found my amiibo collection, and like half of them, like their arms are broken. Oh, no. and, and like yeah. you know, and like you know, I was really mad about that stuff. But you can't, you can't, like you have to, like you eventually just give, and you're it's like, you just happen. accept it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's also yeah. like I, I honestly. Space. I, yeah, I, I don't even know. Like even on like a macro scale of like not like keep your hands off dad's video game stuff, but like one wall in our house is just all greasy for some reason. <laughs> it's like, I don't it's even know wall. what happened there. Yeah. It's yeah. the grease wall. I think one of my daughters like rubs her head on it, her face <laughs> on like that spot. And like, you know, I don't know, like kids, uh, just you know, so yeah, kids just ruin everything. There was a kid, we had family over, we had cousins over last night and one of them was running through the house with orange juice. And he's like, I don't know why my orange juice keeps spilling. And I'm like, well, it's cause you're running around with it, dude. Like you can't. Like, don't do that. <laughs> so it's pretty basic, anyway. but yeah. Anyway, I think that Damon, your fear, give him his own profile yeah, and he can't wreck up any hundred percent. Yes. I'll do the own profile. Uh, re- real quick story. We were at Disneyland earlier this week and we did rise of the resistance again, me and my son. Ooh, nice. He's almost four. And so, and he's written it before and he had a lot of fun with it, but uh, he was nervous to go on it the second time because the Kylo Ren stuff was scary for him. Mm. Uh, Kylo, Ren, Kylo Ren like chases you around the ride. Yeah. So, in the, but it simulates you getting in like a ship and blasting off, leaving the planet. And, you know, at, when, once you get in the quote unquote ship and le- blast, you know, off, you, you don't see the real environment again until the ride's over. So like after we did that and we're, you know, supposedly captured by, the first order and and take it into our jail cell my son turned up to me to be completely serious asked me how are we how will we get back to earth <laughs> oh, the best oh so that's good. really cute how will we get yeah. back to earth i told him not to that's amazing that's yeah. amazing <laughs> daddy got in it. his in his head he's like i went to space this week yeah, that happened yeah. we are in space right now how will we get back to earth <laughs> Okay, some news this week. Uh, Konami is not recording new voice acting for Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. So we know that Mm. they they had said before that in this remake, they would be using the same voice cast. (laughs) And it turns out that they are literally just using all the same... uh, Audio files, basically? Yeah, all all the voice acting from the original game. And apparently, so again, I haven't played Metal Gear Solid 3, but apparently the, the voice acting is not bad at all. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. However, it does tell us that this remake will be limited to just a one for one, one to one remake. It's not going to be like expanding, right. building on the original like Resident Evil 4 remake and Dead Space remake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe it's it's like maybe maybe they don't have much of a choice because if they did make changes or additions to the story, Kojima fans might have might take issue with that. Right. Yeah. Um, yes, they would. 
Yeah. Or rightfully so. Um, but, but, but like, it means that like they, I mean, I don't even know how much modernization you can do around the scenarios with that dialogue and stuff. Like if it's really just going to be like, you know, one-to-one areas with more grass and trees and stuff, like that's not, that's not as exciting as the Resident Evil 4 style remake, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, both, both Resident Evil 4 and the Dead Space remakes were improvements on the original games in, in many ways. Yeah. So I don't know. CJ, have you played this, the original Metal Gear Solid 3? I haven't. A lot of that stuff uh, eluded me. Like, I was obviously a fan of the franchise early on. I mean, like, way, way long time ago in the, the NES days. But, like, yeah, uh, you know, I've only I've only heard about them and obviously, like, know the iconic, uh, you know, obviously the controller too. Uh, spoiler for, for beating the end bosses and the, the other one. But, yeah, this place, what, what era was it for, um, you know, early PlayStation, you know, the PlayStation mm. 1 and 2, like, those, this those is PS2 are, era. Yeah, those was a gap in yeah, mm-hmm. in those days where I was mostly Xbox, but I was obviously appreciated. A, uh, the cinematics, which I believe I probably watched online now on account of just, you know, they're wild and they're Kojima and they're, you know, there's production values yeah. over the top. They're always pretty, pretty crazy. I forget, Sam, you have played 3? Yeah, I, I've played it on uh, PS2 and on 3DS, <clears throat> which was an interesting version of it. And I tried, the, I got the furthest in the 3DS. I got to like one of the, maybe you know, the second boss fight, I think. And, you know, it's kind of like Metal Gear Solid 1, right? It's like you, you crawl around a lot and then there's a boss fight. You crawl around a lot and there's a boss fight. Like, I, I get it. But the, 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 what, what makes it different for me is if they don't equip you with, I don't think, helpful stuff for a stealth game. You really, really have to kind of like mm. walk, like you have to peek for everything and look at stuff, and then you don't have like the um, the later games give you things like radar and this, mm-hmm. Metal Gear. People mock you for saying stuff like this, so like you can save your letters. <laughs> uh, four and five are not like this, and five is really fun, and right. four is fine. So yeah. what they they give you radar, and then they give you a lot of ways to uh, take out enemies in the later games, and Peace Walker has this too with um, uh, stealthy ways, right? You get like, you know, dart guns and then you can use your, what's the, what's the funny system where you attach a parachute to everything and you get to keep yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the that. fun part <laughs> of Metal Gear for me. Yes. Like that's yeah. what makes it fun. You're like, well, I, if I don't blow this thing up and don't kill this guy, then I can like zip them away and keep, keep this stuff. Three doesn't have any of that stuff. It's like, you're going to sneak around and then have a ridiculous conversation and then sneak around some more. And then like you, when you get spotted and caught to me, it feels unfair, but to a lot of people, it's like, that's the game. So <laughs> yeah, I don't really get it. I, 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 that's because I love metal gear games. I just don't like that. Those ones. I love yeah. peace Walker. It's <clears throat> awesome. The three is not like those games. So I was hoping they'd add those elements. Three is really strong. It was really ahead of its time. Like it's a very strong feeling of being in the jungle. Like it, it put this huge emphasis on a camouflage system, and it wasn't like okay, you put on this camouflage and you're either camouflage or you're not. It would it had like a meter of like does yeah. your camouflage match the bush that you are in, and like if yeah. so, like okay, you're seventy five percent hidden or you're twenty five percent hidden, and it had like you had to like find and yeah, like the game is called metal gear solid three snake eater and that's not like you had to find and eat like snakes and plants and shit you're like yeah. like just through normal gameplay like you had this gauge that was always decreasing and then you had to like if your character's stamina ran low like there'd be things like you know like guns would be harder to aim and like this feeling you know as best as the ps2 era could pull this off but this feeling of being like in this jungle and living in it and taking like kind of full advantage of everything that's around you to be, you know, kind of predator for these, I think it's Soviets that you're fighting against. I can't remember whoever it is like, you know, like you're, you're, you're sort of a predator trying to like hunt them. And you also can be like attacked by predators yourself. Like, I don't know. It was cool. Um, I, I remember the game being a little overly ambitious. Like, I don't, I don't think I beat it back in the day. Um, but I definitely get why, you know, why it's so beloved by fans. Yeah. Remember how they had to make an edition of it where they added the twin sticks no, I didn't so they came that. out on PS2 and then they redid it as something something, and it had like dual analog controls basically. But wait, oh, but the that's PS2 the original, always had dual analog. Solid, yeah. I think that's the the Twin Snakes edition of the original Metal Gear Solid, right? I don't think so. There's some version of three that has the stuff added to it, it as like better camera and better graphics and stuff. And mm-hmm. then they did the 3DS yeah. one. 
Yeah, it could mm. be. So, Sam and Justin, what do you think about the fact that you know they're using all the original recorded voice acting, which seems to limit you know the creative freedom they have in the remake? It seems fine. I mean, okay. you know, my my memory of the game is like. It was a little bit ambitious what the PS2 was able to pull off. And I, I didn't ever play like the later editions of it. So mm-hmm. maybe that stuff was already fixed, but it's a good candidate for just like, you know, modernize it. But like mostly it doesn't need like the Resident Evil 4 treatment of like ground up remake, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. just sort of just sort of clean up the clunkiness in it. Got it. And now that the death oh, yeah. is settled. The, the expanded edition is called Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence. Oh, yeah, I totally mm. forgot about that. And that was also on PS2? Yes. It was just it was in 2005, and the original game came out in 2004. So a year later, they did Subsistence, which was an expanded version of it. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, now that the dust has settled on that PlayStation showcase where Metal Gear Solid Delta was revealed, CJ, what did you think of the showcase overall? Because I, th- I think the consensus seems to be that it was pretty disappointing. Yeah, I mean, I got a chance to to catch up with it. I didn't see it live, so I think sometimes it's an energy I'm watching something live yeah. and then like you know jumping into Twitter and seeing what the expectation was versus what you know it turned out to be. I, I thought it was good, but again, I think we're also in this does this replace E3 mm-hmm. mindset in a way, and so it's obviously not that. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I see polls online like was this an S tier conference and was this like you know A B C or D? And I, I was seeing like yeah. C and D uh, from yeah. from people online, but I mean, I, I enjoyed some of the announcements. Obviously, uh, this little bungee game uh, that got announced, uh, marathon, mm. and and some other things. Are like you excited that. for that? But, uh, are, are you yeah. are, are you on the marathon train? Yeah, I mean, well, so I think just just visually and like looking at the game itself and uh, like the space that that's in, I think there's um, you know the the one to one comparison would be Tarkov, but obviously like mm-hmm. bungee feel, bungee art style. Um, just the, the, them hitting like a quality bar that is still very much like very challenging to do. I think if you look at like gun game and feel and the quality bar, yeah, you'd say like Blizzard, you know, Respawn, you know, obviously Activision with the Call of Duty series. There's a number of like people who can do that well. And so I'm really excited to see their take on it. Um, but yeah, I think there's just, yeah, excited for that. A number of other games, but it's just, yeah, this is not an E3 replacement. And so I think people are saying, oh, will there be another conference? Will they have like a surprise next thing, like maybe <laughs> mid-June? I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. saw or heard of that kind of stuff or later June. Like, well, I saw I saw, I saw, saw some people saying that. It's like, oh, are they going to do something like after the Xbox Direct, right? Like middle or end of, end of June or July or something like that to just maybe, you know, keep yeah. the momentum going because – you know, is this, uh, is, is this it, right? Like that's, <laughs> that was the trending conversation yeah, I think that's what it. I saw online. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. it's good, but yeah, like not, not an E3 replacement, I would say by any means. So, yeah. Well, it did sort of kick off the, you know, the not E3 event season. So we've got next week we'll have, there's yep. summer game fest and then there's Ubisoft and Xboxes. And it's unusual. Usually when E3 was happening, Sony always got to go after Xbox since this right. time they went long before Xbox, which yep. might give Xbox an advantage. However, you know, Xbox is in real, kind of dire straits these days. And that leads into our next news story, which is about Redfall. Obviously, they had a very disastrous launch. Uh, I guess it was early last last month now. And uh, out of a, a report from Bloomberg says that uh, the development was going so poorly that after... Bethesda and Arcane were acquired by Xbox. They had, the developers hoped Xbox would cancel Redfall. It was going so. What a funny. Mm. That's what a funny out. quote, right? Like, the, the, like this is this is me generalizing, but yeah. the the generalized thing is like corporate meddling messes up video games and messes yeah. up movies, right? Like the yeah. suits got involved and ruined it. But like now with Redfall, it sounds like there was not enough corporate meddling. Yeah. Like X, Xbox said, no, 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 we're going to be hands off. We're going to leave Arcane alone. They know what they're doing. And then it turns out people at Arcane were like, please come in and cancel our game. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't read the story, but is that because there's factions there that like probably think the same way we do, which is like, why aren't we working on a, a big single player game like that's we're good exactly at? exactly it. That's exactly okay. it. Here, I, I can share it for everyone who didn't read this story. Oh, that's so uh, dejecting to, to be put in that position as like a really talented mm-hmm. studio. Oh. 
So Bloomberg sources claim that Redfall struggled with a misguided vision, staffing issues, and more. Things allegedly became so bad at Arcane that despite having put two years into it, into Redfall at the time of the Xbox acquisition, staff wished mm. it would be rebooted as a single-player game or canceled ah, altogether. Ah. So it was the switch to a multiplayer focus, which was reportedly pushed for by parent company Zenimax, appeared to be right. a major cause of Redfall's issues. Developers who worked on the single-player Prey, which is a format Arcane is known for, along with Dishonored, they were now working on a multiplayer game, and Bloomberg reported that 70% of these staff members left by the end of Redfall's development. Oof. What a stat. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. you know, the, the, that uh, Bloomberg report also talked about how up until very, very late, like until about a year before Redfall came out, they had a fairly aggressive, like, microtransaction, like, shop yeah. in it, yeah. like, selling people, you know, like, the multiplayer game thing, right? Like, trying to find yeah. other revenue streams that ultimately kind of didn't pan out. So, um The other piece of nuance there that was interesting to me was um, that game and many, many other games are in development for years before they're announced. But then it's that becomes a recruiting challenge of um, Arcane was trying to recruit talent to come work on the game who expected like everyone that was applying wanted to work on, you know, these single player immersive role-playing games and it's like well no like we haven't announced the project yet but we're not you know we're making something else or making you know a multiplayer focused experience and so that was also sort of a weird wrinkle that i thought was interesting coming out of that reporting yeah so the the team was perpetually understaffed and had less than 100 people working on the game and you think about other like think about a triple a ubisoft game like a thousand people work on those games yeah well and a hundred might be enough for a game like prey but it just isn't when you you know you need whole teams of people to make sure yeah. your multiplayer works well, and, and especially when you're undoing something like it's different when you have like a singular vision and you're moving forward that with that but when you pivot in a game and now seeing a little bit behind the scenes i've saw we all have like talking to so many developers like behind the scenes even in IGN, right it's like making pivots is way harder to recover from than it is to go oh yeah we kind of like was this in direction and we were all good so yeah like there's obviously many sides to the story. And I think even now with Xbox, like that, that unfortunately that's become a narrative, but, but the issue is now is a lot of other game studios that are suffering from just like unstable, like build launches or PC performance and things like that. So it's turning it into a trend. I've heard guys talk about it too on a few, like I think next gen console watches and stuff like that. Like, is that, is that just like normal now for the industry? And why is that? I I, like, it does seem like it happens an awful lot. Yeah, I do. I do feel a little bad for Phil Spencer. Poor, poor executive multimillion dollar salary. <laughs> Phil Spencer. But like, you know, it is like they bought one of the most beloved, never missed game developers ever and let them do their thing. And then, and then it's like, oh, come on. Like, why? Yeah. Like, why did this one have to turn out this way? I mean, yeah, but also like he should be like, like he, sh- I assume he played the game before it was released, yeah. right? Sure. Was he yeah. like, yep, yeah. looks good. Great. Let's ship this thing. <laughs> Uh, What's happening of- over at Rocksteady right now, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a great oh, question, yeah. too. I mean, it's, it's, it could be a very similar situation, you know? A formula, a, a, a developer that was always been known for excellent single-player games, right? All of a sudden, now they got to do this cooperative battle pass bullcrap. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the last bit of our... Uh, article I'll share is the project also reportedly lacked a direction with developers stuck between making a single player and a multiplayer game sources claim that management would also regularly switch reference points saying Redfall should be like Far Cry one day and Borderlands the next leaving designers with no clear idea of what game they are making and of course Microsoft declined to comment on the report when reached out to by IGN uh, it's just like we talk a lot about how like how hard it seems to be to make a AAA video game it takes years to make it takes a lot of money to make and yeah. it would just seem like the risk is too high to let something like this happen right and especially for microsoft that they just so <laughs> desperately needs a first party exclusive w. anything right like yeah. uh, all hand this should have been an all hands on deck situation all eyes should have been on you know make making sure that redfall was something that xbox could be proud of yeah and like That's, pulling in other developers yeah. and being like okay yeah. you need to make sure this one works yeah know, it's crazy it's but, but but it's 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 really weird though it's like and again <laughs> it always seems like the solution to everything is like oh more money or more resources or more staff but the reality is scaling up and being able to like what we're saying to communicate like a vision for somebody to execute on that like regardless if you have the the the, the person power to do it still doing it is super challenging and so that's the thing that unfortunately like 
nobody wants to hear. And again, like I'm not saying that. I think especially with Xbox's um, situation here is that I think the people are upset about the, not the secretive, but like, hey, if you know this game's in a bad state to not say anything until the launch, like that is, I think, mm-hmm. more of almost the concern that people have because it's like, you know, Nintendo's not going, oh, Zelda will always be locked at 30. They're like, here's the experience and it's awesome. Like, but when you are selling, you know, 1080p and 4K and all these sort of like on the box bullet features and it's not living up to some of those basic like next gen sort of expectations, yeah, that is a red flag. Like that is something that they got to just not do. That can't be like, a, oh, it didn't hit this thing that we said, that, you know, 60 plus and everything like that is that's as much of a problem as, uh, you know, it's just a communication thing as much as anything. But yeah. the nuances of what that is is obviously super challenging. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, resources are not unlimited. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what Xbox has at their uh, at their showcase two two Sundays from now. I believe that's what June. 10th sam is that right june 10th or 11th yeah it's, direct. it's next sunday yeah yeah okay i had a magazine set aside by uh, tom our producer i think we'll hold that for another episode I, we're just running uh short on time i know that cj has an important meeting he needs to jump to so let's allow video game 20 questions to happen our suggestion this week comes from keith from indianapolis from Indianapolis. Don't know if he's there right now. Mm. Let the we questioning a, begin. We had like a Hail Mary one there last week, right? Yeah. I was waiting for you to say that. That's the official yeah. start. Yeah. Yep. Of uh, video game 20 questions. How can you remember what happened a week ago on the show? I have no idea. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> CJ, do you, do you know what last week's answer was? Oh, I missed last week's. No. It was uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh, very good. Very good. All right, so it's not going to be a Nintendo game just by. Uh, <laughs> would this. Um, let's just start with like. A, just throw in like a, a random Hail Mary out there for. Yeah. <laughs> Justin already is Flynn. No, but go was for the, it. Was this, um, was this ever launched on an Xbox console? No. Ooh. No Xbox. Did this game come out in the 70s, 80s, or 90s? Yes. Oh wow! I like that. It's like Did this come out on a, on a cartridge. Yes. Awesome. Was the cartridge uh, uh, bigger than like one in the notes? <laughs> <laughs> these are getting very specific, guys. I love this new question format. How many pins did the cartridge? <laughs> exactly. Um, How many bits? Um. I mean, so, okay. Like, did, did this game come out on a sixteen-bit cartridge? Yes. Oh, awesome. There we go. Um, With this... um, hmm. It's not an Atari Jaguar game. No. Do you you play as a human in this game? Yes, that's five. Rare on the system Uh, there. Would this game be a platformer? No. Ooh, okay. It's not not Vector Man, because he's a robot. Or, Or Sonic. He's a hedgehog. No, no, no platformers. So we, we've X'd a giant part of the uh, 16-bit library out of the equation. Was this game Wait, available so- for play on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System? <laughs> yes. What I was too busy goofing around. You do play as a human, mm-hmm. but it's not a platformer. Is that it's what not a platformer? Correct. Yeah. But but you didn't ask. Was this only on the Super Nintendo? You could have no, eliminated. You just know like- it's available. I just know that library better, so it's helpful. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to omit? genesis or uh like do you know what i mean because because it's like it would steer us in a different direction if it was like a multi-platform versus yeah is this a console exclusive no um was this pub uh how do you ask the big publisher question is the is the publisher still around for this game yes Mm, interesting and it could be a sports game yeah that's what i was thinking too is this a sports game yeah is this a sports game? Yes. And that's 10. Hey. Oh, okay. Weird. Mega Man soccer. Um, <laughs> is, is, is Mega Man a human? No. He's a robot. He's a robot, he's a robot boy. Does um, he wear a hat? Yeah, that's, that's a really difficult one. Is his helmet? He, he can take off his helmet. Why would a robot have a helmet? Just build that yeah, yeah. in. That was, that was episode 500 something. 
If he needs it for armor, just like make his body armor. Yeah, make, make him all metal. It's <laughs> when would he ever not want to be at his most protected? <laughs> um, I mean, we might as well just go through some of the sports straight up. I mean, well, we, uh, how about this? Is this a sport game played with a ball? No. <laughs> okay. So you Interesting. got hockey, racing. I got hockey. Yeah. Well, is racing is, is racing a sport? We're considering that a sport. That's always the yeah. yeah. It could be yeah. it could be NHL '95. That's everybody's favorite or '94 really. '94. Yeah. yeah. Could be NHL '94. 94. Yeah. Could be could be like I don't. It, can't, it could be like a boxing game. Yeah, boxing. That's cool. But I don't know well, what it would be a cross platform right. boxing. There's also right. wrestling. Oh yeah, like yeah. Olympic sports. Yeah, track and field seven. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a there's a Nagano All Olympic games. games. Well, I might as well just get to. Is this a hockey game? Yes. <sighs> okay. There we go. So now it's like, oh, there was like there was a number of different hockey games. That Which is the that one era. that's in the move in Mallrats. Yeah, it's, uh, it's NHL '94. It's NHL '94. Yeah. We should like, ask. Was, was this game featured in a movie? It's definitely NHL '94. <laughs> what other hockey game? I can't answer that question. Era would it be? Okay. Okay. Uh, is this, um, yeah, well, does the title of this game have 90s in it? <laughs> what? We can't, yeah. we can't use, we can't use title, uh, yeah. well, questions. Uh, so you can just say, is this a licensed NHL game? Yeah, but there's, we, well, it doesn't matter. But he wouldn't pick, he's not going to pick like NHL, yeah, but he's not going to pick like NHL 96, like. Like ninety six well, I mean. or like, something. I'm, I'm trying to think of how to isolate it down to the years because there's so, like there's ninety three well, basically. Figure out if it's an NHL game, no, then you ask if it's an odd year. But what you got to understand, oh, you CJ, go. is that I don't think Damon Damon Damon's on our side, and um, <laughs> and twenty questions is a dialogue between him and the person that writes in and us the panelists. Justin, so we're just normal men. We're just normal men. Innocent we're just innocent men. men. <laughs> First the public. <laughs> um, okay, okay, okay. So is this so NHL ninety four? Is this a, is this an EA Sports NHL game? Yes. Is this NHL ninety okay. four? Yes, it is NHL ninety four. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. There we go. Uh, so I and this is that game is so closely tied to the Sega Genesis for me. I was surprised right, to learn that it's also on Super Nintendo. And, uh, I was just going to say, like, everyone, it's like the Genesis, but I don't know if there's actually differences between them, but myself and everyone oh. else on Earth thinks about it as a Genesis game. But the interesting Major. thing is that EA made the Super Nintendo version, but not the Genesis version. That was made what? by Wait. a dev called High, High Score Productions. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, I know that they had different, I mean, you're the Canadian here, you can explain this, but yeah. they're different, right? Absolutely. They're absolutely different. And so there's a number of things. I, I can I'm gonna get really granular, but you're gonna appreciate this story. It's a few minute one, but it's it's a it's a good one. So when I was in college, uh, my friend and I ran like an NHL ninety four mm-hmm. tournament. And there's a mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who do this still, and people meet up from around the world. So my uh, college roommate Daryl Sampson, if you look at this online, there's a tournament that happens every year. They've done it in Las Vegas, they've done it everywhere, and a lot of people come in and they play NHL ninety four. And the console version of the Genesis because it only had three buttons, so you couldn't control the goalie. Mm-hmm. The Super <laughs> Nintendo one in '94, like the momentum and the physics and everything are very, very different. So you have your loyalists who, like Genesis, was always considered a sports console. Like that's mm-hmm. really kind of what they're, you know, they were known for. Like you know, John Montana football, the Madden series, and all the rest of that. But being a Super Nintendo fan, I appreciated the ability to control the goalie, an extra button, and all mm-hmm. the rest of that stuff. But purists say. That the Genesis version is the definitive edition. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not. I hey, don't prescribe do, to that. But how does having an extra button help you control a goalie? Because with three buttons <laughs> on the Genesis pad, there was no option to. Actually I'm just saying, what's that. the actual physical control of the goalie you're talking about? Do you like hold Y and then press up and down to control the goalie? Yeah, you like you hold a button for a second and then you can control the goalie. Because what happens is the game, the one timer system and the deke system, it's you can basically hack the game in order to score. Like every time, like circle around the goal, shot, or like jump to the corner, one time pass into the center, shot. And so, mm-hmm. like to me, the skilled players need to control the goalie. And if you look at some of the Guinness records, like sometimes people can score 60, 70 goals in like a game. It's, <laughs> oh, it's, it's wild because they just have like the UI, the AI down. Like it's, uh, so it's cool. pretty awesome. 
Yeah. I love it. And it, it is, it is basically considered potentially like one of the best sporting titles Mm-hmm. I would say of all time. Like, well, NHL and like if you make an NHL game now, they're kind of like that still. And they're really fun, yeah. right? Like people still like those hockey games. Cause it's like, it's, it's a video game. It's pong, right? It's yeah. like, yeah. we're set up to make hockey work as a, as a, as a video game. The big yeah. thing I remember is that NHL 94 was played top, top, like the goals are at the top and bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. Whereas every yes. other, every other hockey game was, you know, side to side. Blades of Steel. You know, ice yeah, hockey. the early Nintendo goes, even the mode seven game. That's where I was going to throw it up. It was like called Stanley Cup Hockey. And it was a weird one where it spun around. And so you're always heading upwards, but it was like this odd mode seven. Um, oh. yeah. So I'm, I, yeah, I'm glad that we isolated that we've, you know, it was NHL 94. And that was the, we could have, we could ask the top and bottom thing. I didn't think about that. Till just yeah. now. Right, right. We, we, we got it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Nice how, how many? Wait, how many questions? That was that was that was record. Uh, it was it was less than fifteen. Yeah. Huh? Fewer than fewer nice. than fifteen. Fewer than fifteen. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the suggestion, Keith from Indianapolis. And you guys were talking about Mega Man, and uh, it occurred to me, like, what's he has like uh, organic tissue on him, right? Like he has skin. I don't on know. His, face. his hair. Not... His hair blows in the wind. We yeah. Can he has hair, but he, and he has. But he's like Astro Boy. Well, so, I don't know if it's skin. It might be hard, hard material. Really? Yeah. I don't know. He blinks so, his eyes. I know. I'm yes. sure. I'm sure Sorry. it would be very un, 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 unsettling to see in real life, to see in person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I'm just trying to sort out if he's a robot or like a, a, a cyborg. He's a robot. He's like Astro Boy. Okay. Yeah, I think he's. I, I think he's not a cyborg. Like I think that stuff isn't organic. If anything, it's just like horrible. You know fake looking plastic <laughs> flesh or something like that. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, uh, CJ, thank you so much for joining us today. Always a pleasure. Having thanks. You on. Yeah. Thanks again. I definitely, uh, will come into the office next week yep. and say we'll hello in, in person. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. We'll see you in person next week. Um, and that's all the scoops that we have for you this week. If, uh, remember you can always send your questions or 20 questions, suggestions to the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, CJ. Thank you to Tom working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Games Group, and we're out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.